Welcome to the China Flexpad podcast. I'm Adina. My Chinese name is Chiu Tianmei. I am an environmental psychology researcher and consultant. I came to China in 2012. I'm an urban planner by background. I didn't really need to know the language. I started turning myself into an experiment. I started paying attention to the street signs, and I didn't really focus too much on learning the language. I was just curious to feel, you know, put myself in the shoes of a Chinese person, right? Like, how would they think? How what would they do? This happened for about one year and a half because I didn't really need to speak the language. I was in a very English environment, so I didn't focus too much on speaking. But then, when I moved to England to do my master's in environmental psychology, I found the opportunity to、uh, register for an optional course in Chinese. When I went to register, the teacher told me that I am way too advanced for the level that. They can offer, so that was very shocking because I was like, "What does that even mean? What does too advanced mean?"、Uh, because I hadn't intentionally go about、uh, studying Chinese. So then I asked her to let me take the course either way. I don't care about how advanced or not advanced I am. So she allowed me to to take the course, and that's how I officially started to、uh, get some Chinese lessons. And then was able through this course was able to get a scholarship to come back to China to fully study the language. But as a conclusion, and how I got to the level that I am today. Looking back and reflecting on my experience, I realized that I have involuntarily recreated our native language acquisition process. Listening first, learning how to read. So at the very beginning, I didn't focus too much on speaking, just、uh, listening and reading more characters. But at some point, I felt this urge. After so much input, I felt this urge to. Start speaking. So I think that was what helped me make faster progress in Chinese. Adina, I really like what you shared. How did you learn to be a systematic thinker, and how do you apply this in your job? I think that my background had a lot to do with、uh, me developing systems thinking. Being an urban planner by background, so this is what I studied. My bachelor and my first master's program、uh, are in urban planning. So you know, cities function like systems, and so I think this has trained my line of thought on how do we actually think, how do different pieces connect to each other. And I think that beyond this, I was just able to. Constantly practice and and just subconsciously apply those those principles in my line of work, without necessarily knowing at that time that I was it was called systems thinking. And I think that the fact that I have this cross-functional experience as well—I've done marketing, I've done、uh, sales training—it、um, helped me understand how different people think. I think that systems thinking is all about connections, right? And I, we're not talking about Chinese guanxi, right? We're talking about how different elements connect to each other. And very often, through due to our experience, we might miss some connections just because we're not really 
exposed to that. So through what I do, uh, I try to expose myself intentionally to things that I haven't been exposed to before. And for me, this is also a part of learning. And I try to integrate language in what I do as well. For me, learning a language was never about the language, but what the language can allow me to do. So in a sense, you can say that I use the systems thinking to help me uh, improve my my language uh, skills as well. Uh, so now everything that I do, I just do it in Chinese. I, I all the learning that I do, I do it in Chinese. And this way I get to improve my Chinese skills as well. But I also get the information that I need to develop my company. But I also keep practicing my systems thinking skills. So I know it sounds a bit all over the place, but you know, it's all about the connections between the things that we do. So hopefully our listeners get inspired and and decide to try it as well. Well, China is all about learning and education these days. So you must be really welcome here with your ideas about systematic thinking. So tell us more about the coaching market in China and how can you make money with this? It's really, really hard to do coaching for Chinese people without understanding how they think and without putting ourselves in their shoes, without understanding what are the actual problems that they're facing. Because let's be honest, coaching is the aim is to help the counterpart to solve problems, right? But if we come with a very Western mindset, to solve Chinese problems, we might not be very efficient. Why? Because many problems are context problems. So some of the solutions that we might suggest or we might come up with might not be applicable in this content. I would definitely suggest people to integrate language and learning in general in everything that they do so that they are able to understand the depth of the culture uh, and the context and what people in everyday life are struggling with. And that's how I stand out, for example, uh, because I am able to understand a lot better what Chinese people are facing. And they trust me because I'm a, a living example that I do what I preach. If we do want to encourage other people or influence other people, I would I would definitely recommend to show other people that you mean what you're what you're saying. Put yourself in the shoes of your coachee or your client or potential client. Why would they want to be coached by you? Personal branding, marketing. How do you create your business in China? How do you make sure people book your services as an entrepreneur? I will talk about myself. Because I am a systems thinker, I create systems. So it's all about identifying what element in this system can help me move forward and get to my next client. To do my marketing, uh, I always attend Chinese events or most of the events that I attend, networking events, are Chinese. Why? Because I'm usually the only foreigner, so I stand out. So I usually call myself a walking advertisement, right? Because I know that I can stand out. So I don't have to do a lot of work in that area. People would usually come to me because they would be curious. And I always, I chose to introduce myself as an environmental psychology researcher. 
So those people who would come and like ask me, okay, so what is environmental psychology? It means that they're curious. It means that they're my potential clients. And it depending on what they're interested, I can talk about the different services that I offer. Services are much more difficult to sell than products. It's very important to understand your positioning, to understand what are the advantages that you have and use those to maximize on those and and work with that. For me, the advantages that I have is that I can speak Chinese. And if I go to the like Chinese, fully Chinese events, I'm usually the only foreigner and I stand out in the conversations. I raise a question or I mention something that is relevant for the conversation. So this way, everybody in the room knows that I know what I'm talking about. We need to focus on short-term goals as well. So what is something that I can do that can bring me maximum impact for like short-term that I can move forward to midterm goals and then long-term goals? Go to an event and uh, say a few things to stand out uh, and, and give a name card that does have my picture on it. Uh, and then again, to stand out and be memorable. What should our audience know about entrepreneurship in China? Chinese development is something that you can't really imagine without actually living here. A lot of information that we think doesn't exist, a lot of Chinese people just don't bother to translate it into English anymore because they're so confident enough to do it by themselves. So there's a lot of things happening in the Chinese speaking world that uh foreigners might not be aware of because there's no English translation. Either uh, try to expose yourself more to the actual Chinese uh, language, culture, context, and, and get your news uh, in China, in Chinese, uh, so that you get a better understanding of the market that you're trying to get into, or find a very reliable Chinese partner that can understand what is it that you want to achieve. You were talking about learning Chinese all the time. What's your recommendation for busy flexpats like me to learn Chinese, not for professional language learners like you? I would say surround yourself uh, with Chinese. I mean, we live in China and so we have a great advantage. But what we unfortunately do most of the times, and I've seen that for a lot of either flexpats or any type of expats, they keep, they keep themselves in a foreign bubble. Get out of that challenge yourself, get out of your comfort zone and try to listen to Chinese language as much as possible in the metro, on the public transportation, anywhere. Listen to music, Chinese music, uh, watch Chinese TV programs. So as much as you can expose yourself to the Chinese language, read your, follow WeChat accounts in Chinese, force yourself to read Chinese characters. Uh, don't keep yourself into the pinyin bubble because that's another comfort zone even though it's going to be harder but i can guarantee you that it's going to be worth it in the long term so maybe you won't be able to understand a full wechat article in chinese from the very beginning but think about it this way if you can understand one percent today and then you can understand another one percent tomorrow If you continue to do it, like in a hundred days, you'll understand hundred percent, right? So this is how progress happens. And I think we are very afraid. Of, we want immediate results. It's not that easy. It's not that simple. Adina, if you had the chance to take a corporate job again, 
you know, the some big company, McKinsey, whatever they're looking for, psychology coach, would you do it? I would take it only if it would fill a purpose into my long-term uh, goals. Uh, for me, it's all about what I aim to do, right? The kind of life that I that I want to live and the kind of uh, goal that I want to achieve. And if such a corporate job would allow me to either get more experience in an area that I, I need or get me to learn more things or get me to get access to a bigger pool of resources, for example, I would take it. So for me, that corporate job would be just a means to an end. I work with a Chinese entrepreneur. He's the son of the family, and he kind of wants to take the business from his parents to a new level, make it international. So I'm his kind of I really like that. So I also like talking to entrepreneurs in China, and it's, it's a great opportunity. Adina, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for being part of China Flexpot community. Visit our website at chinaflexpot.com and follow us on LinkedIn. Goodbye and 再见.